Welcome to Podcasting for Coaches. I'm Brittany Felix, and I'm a podcast launch consultant who specializes in helping coaches and consultants utilize the power of podcasting as a way to build brand awareness and generate new leads for their business. I realize not every new coach or consultant can afford to hire someone to help launch their show, so I created this podcast as a way to guide you through the process of launching and utilizing your very own podcast to help you grow your business and reach a new audience of adoring followers and potential clients. If you're ready to get your voice and podcast out into the world, head over to podcastingforcoaches.com to learn more. Welcome to episode 104 of Podcasting for Coaches. This week's guest is Lee Shea McDonough, and she is the CEO and founder of Coach with Clarity, a training and education company for life and business coaches. And as you'll hear in this episode, she is actually one of my previous launch clients and one of my current editing clients. She is also the host of the Coach with Clarity podcast and author of the number one Amazon book, Act on Your Business, Braving the Storms of Entrepreneurship and Creating Success Through Meaning, Mindset, and Mindfulness. After over a decade as a clinical social worker and public health professional, Lee became credentialed as a coach through the International Coach Federation and now provides ICF-accredited continuing coach education for intuitive, heart-centered coaches. Her Coach with Clarity framework fuses meaning, mindset, and mindfulness with grounded intuition and solid business strategy to help coaches and clients excel at entrepreneurship and transform their lives. In this episode, Lee shares why she decided to put her original podcast on an indefinite hiatus and instead focus on launching her current one a little over a year ago. The strategy of using coaching calls on her podcast, which is one that I wish so many more coaches would take advantage of with their own podcasts. And yes, I'm talking to you if you don't do that already. All of the details for how she handles those coaching calls, how she's able to tell that her coaching calls are some of her most popular episodes, how she converts her podcast listeners into paying clients and membership enrollees, including her call to action and strategy of sponsoring her own show how the podcast leads to one-on-one clients, even though she doesn't advertise that service anywhere, and the way she uses the stats for her podcast to help her understand how it's performing. And I'm very happy to say that the way she uses this data does align perfectly with how I say you should use your own data for your own podcast. All right, let's not waste any more time and go ahead and jump right on in with Lee Shea McDonough. Lee, thank you so much for being on the show. I am super excited to talk to you. You and I have been working together for a little over a year now because as of the recording of this episode, you have just crossed over the one-year mark with your podcast. So congrats on that. That is amazing. Thank you. I could not have done it without you. So I'm very grateful. (laughs) Well, I am always grateful to have amazing clients like you. I think you are really rocking it with your podcast. I know that we have gotten this flow with the show. And so you and I don't actually get to talk that often um, <laughs> because we just kind of put these episodes out every week and we've got a good system. So I'm excited to really dig into what the podcast experience has been like for you this past year. How have you seen it kind of mesh with your existing business and where it is in your marketing and just kind of seamlessly integrating with everything? Yes. And I will say that Coach with Clarity is my second podcast. I started a podcast a year previously called Work Your Inner Wisdom, which was basically where I learned how to be a podcaster. And I'm really grateful for that experience. And I enjoyed doing that show. But what I found was that 
I did not clarify the premise well enough to connect it to my business. And so that's one of the reasons why I put that show on hiatus and really went all into the Coach with Clarity podcast because I wanted it to be a service to my ideal client, even if they didn't work with me. So even if the only way we engage is through this podcast, I wanted to know that this was going to be a way that I could serve them powerfully and that they could get really valuable information that they could apply in their own coaching businesses. And I feel pretty confident that that's what we've been able to do (laughs) over the last year. And the feedback that I get from my listeners is largely positive. And I will say that a good number of my existing clients, whether they are private coaching clients, whether they're in my membership program, or whether they signed up for my certification program, they've all mentioned how the podcast helped them feel really connected to me and to my business. And so that's all of the validation I need to know that this podcast is absolutely doing its job. I love it. Yeah, I will say that Coach With Clarity, I think you've done a fantastic job of having it be just really in sync with everything that you're doing. It is an extension, it seems like, of your business. So I think that your audience can get a really, really good idea of what it's like to learn from you and to work with you because it's not you separately talking to various guests about various topics that your audience might be interested in. It really is the things that you do day in and day out with your clients. At least it seems that way to me, someone who's not a client, but understands what your business is and how you work with people. And one fantastic way that you really excel at this is you take advantage of a strategy that I wish more coaches and consultants who podcasts would take advantage of. And that's having live coaching calls on the show. Mm -hmm. So do you mind kind of talking through that process? Because I know a lot of coaches are really hesitant to do this because they think their people don't want to participate. You know, they're just kind of worried about, is that going to be giving away too much to the people who might want to hire them? Like, are they going to get coaching on the side without paying for it just by listening? So what has that been like for you incorporating that type of content into the show? Yes. I will be honest with you that when I was conceptualizing the podcast, I was nervous about whether I should include coaching calls or not. I wasn't sure if people would like them, if they would listen, if they would skip past them. And what I have found is that the coaching calls are some of the most popular episodes that I've produced so far. So the way I structure it is I have an open application. I do give priority to my Coach with Clarity members and to my certification students, but anyone can apply to be on the podcast and have a hot seat coaching call. The criteria I use is to ensure that whatever issue I'm coaching that one person on is an issue that I have heard from other clients in the past so that I know that this is going to be a topic that's relevant for my entire audience, as well as the person who is actually on the hot seat. And then I conduct it as I would a hot seat coaching call within my membership program. So it's roughly 30 minutes of really focused, targeted coaching. And at the end of the call, ideally, the client has experienced a shift either in how they're thinking or how they want to approach a given aspect of their business. So we're seeing gains just within that 30-minute call. And it's so exciting because as someone who runs a coach training company, 
I want to make sure that if someone's listening to my podcast, they leave every episode feeling like they have takeaways that they can apply to their own work. And so the hot seat coaching calls serve a dual purpose because likely they're going to be benefiting from hearing about whatever the topic is that the client is bringing to the table, but they're also going to benefit from learning about the process of coaching. And ideally, I'm modeling the coaching behaviors and questions that are going to help create that powerful change for clients. So it's kind of a cool two for one within those hot seat coaching calls. Yeah, I completely agree. And I love that you say that those have been some of your most popular. So for somebody who is just getting ready to start a podcast and they're curious, like how do you as a podcaster know that those episodes are some of your most popular? Well, I do use Libsyn as my podcasting host company. And so I am able to monitor the downloads and just to kind of gauge popularity that way. But the other thing I do is I make sure that I'm posting about the episodes, whether it's on my Facebook page, within my Facebook group, the Coach with Clarity community, on Instagram. And it's the coaching calls where I tend to get the most engagement. So people are either posting or sending me private messages, letting me know, wow, I got so much out of that call. I really identified with whoever the client was. And that's been a great way to engage in conversation with new listeners as well. And I think the reason it's so powerful is because those coaching calls normalize the experiences that the listeners and myself are having. Because if you hear someone come on a podcast and they're struggling with an issue that you are also struggling with, then you feel less alone. So we can remove any of the shame or stigma that comes around a given topic. So that's why I'm always so grateful to the people who agree to come on the show and be coached because they are facilitating connections with listeners and they are providing a great service as well. Yes, absolutely. And What is that experience like for those people when they get on the call? Do you sort of like have any pre-call instructions for them? Do you do anything to kind of help them feel at ease? Because I know coaching in general can be a very vulnerable thing. A lot of very sensitive things can come out during these coaching sessions that honestly, I mean, there are some underlying issues, especially like with mindset work and, and those sorts of things. So some sensitive things can come up in this show. So do you do anything to kind of help the guests get at ease and kind of forget that there's a microphone there? What's that process like when you first hop on that coaching call when you know it's going to go on the podcast? Yes. Well, before we even hop on the call, I do have an application. In the application, I'm just again reiterating that this is a public podcast, so the recording will be generally available. I want to make sure that everyone is on the same page from the beginning because as you know, people are still learning about what podcasts are and how they work. And so it's entirely possible that a guest may not understand that this is for public consumption. So I do want to make sure that they understand that right from the beginning with the application. And then once I receive the application and I assess that they'd be a good fit for the show, I email them and let them know, great, we're on, here's how to schedule. And then as part of that scheduling process, they do get an email from me that goes over some of the logistics of the recording. So having headphones and what kind of microphone you might want, it's all of those basic rules. And then when we actually get on the call, 
before we hit record, I just kind of walk them through the process of what to expect. And I will let them know, these are the questions that I open with, and then I'm going to follow your lead. And then these are the questions that I close with. So they're very aware of what the structure will be before we even start recording. And then, of course, I let them know I work with a fabulous podcast editing team (laughs) so that if we need to take anything from the top, if we need to start over, we can do that. All they have to do is say pause and we'll we'll go back. And then I also let them know that at the end of the recording, if there's anything that's not sitting well with them, if there's anything that they said that they wish they hadn't, let me know, because I want to make sure that my coaching call clients feel like they are putting their best self out there as well. So it's not just for my benefit and it's not just for the listeners. I want them feeling really comfortable as well. I love it. And I know just from being part of that fabulous editing team (laughs) that (laughs) this actually doesn't seem to happen all that often where you have people come back later and say, you know, I really just am not comfortable with this particular thing that I said. Can you remove that? Are there anything that I'm not aware of on that side of things that, that does happen? Fortunately, and I'm knocking on wood right now, not to date, but I think that is also because of the screening process, choosing topics that I feel will be appropriate for the podcast without getting too deep. And then just having that conversation ahead of time. So setting the expectations. Now in the future, it's entirely possible that I could have a coaching call (laughs) kind of go off the rails, at which point we'll talk about whether it's something that we want to air. And I really believe that the client should have a say in that. And once they're good to go, then I do have them sign a release form so that we're all on the same page about how the podcast will be used, how the recording and their likeness will be used moving forward. But again, I really want to center their experience in this. And so if there's anything about the process that's not sitting well with them, I want to address it head on. And I think because they know that, that builds trust and rapport, and that makes it a much more comfortable experience to be recorded. And that's why so many of the coaching calls really just feel like conversations. They're not meant to be formal interviews. They're really meant to be a coaching conversation. And we get a few minutes into it and it's like, we forget the microphones are even there. It's really a coaching call. (laughs) Yeah. And that's what I love about it. That's what I think you do so well. And that's why I wanted to kind of focus in on this coaching call aspect of it, because it can almost be like, oh, wait, I I completely forgot. We're actually doing a podcast episode right now because you do get really into it. And it, it does just seem so natural, which again, from the listener side, the audience side, the person thinking about hiring you, they can almost forget that it's a podcast episode as well. And especially if this is a topic that they can relate to, um, you know, they've had the same struggle as the person you're coaching. I feel like they could almost feel like you are coaching them in that moment which can be so powerful. Yes. It's almost like you're doing a complimentary coaching call without actually doing the complimentary (laughs) coaching call. Yeah. So that's excellent. I'm so glad that that's something that has come across in these particular calls. Yes, absolutely. And so in terms of having people get into your membership and work with you one-on-one and do all of those things, what has that looked like? Talk to us about how you do your calls to action and how you're actually converting your listeners into paying clients and paying members. The primary call to action within the podcast is to check out the Coach with Clarity membership, which is really my flagship offer. That's where I'm directing most people. I love the membership. It's an opportunity for me to connect with a lot of really talented coaches 
and we get to meet weekly with live calls, but then I can also support them with templates and guides and bonus courses, all sorts of fun stuff. So within the podcast itself, I am really highlighting the membership. And during my solo episodes, I will have a mid break where I will have a piece of my podcast that is sponsored by the Coach with Clarity membership. So at the end of every call, I have what's called a clarity in action moment. And I take whatever it is we've talked about in the episode, and then I challenge my audience to take action and I give them suggested strategies on how to do so. That portion of the call is brought to you by the Coach with Clarity membership. So it's just a way that I can kind of advertise my own work and allow that to be featured on the podcast. And then at the end of every episode, before we wrap up, I'm directing them to the membership or to a place to learn more. Awesome. And I love that you were like, that portion of the call is brought to you by that. You like went right into, <laughs> right into your podcast voice where you went right into the, to the promo. I love it. That's a sign that you've been doing this for a while and you're very good at what you're doing because well, it's natural you. now. Yeah, it feels that way. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so how does it happen that you get one-on-one -on -one clients from this? Because if you're highlighting the membership, you obviously have other things that you're doing. And so how does it work with, you know, those other offerings? That's been really interesting because I've actually pulled most of the information about my private services off my website because for 2021, I really wanted to focus on the membership and on the certification program. Mm -hmm. Interestingly, the demand for one-on-one -on -one services has been higher than ever. And what I find is that people will email me and they'll reference the podcast. They'll say, I heard about you know this topic or I listened to the show and you are really talking about what I'm experiencing. I'm not sure I want a group program. Do you ever work with clients one-on-one? -on -one? So they're reaching out and asking about that one-on-one -on -one work. And so then I'm able to share, well, actually, I do take on a limited number of private clients. Here's what it looks like. I can send them more information, but it's still coming from the podcast. So even though I'm not highlighting my private services there... I'm still building that trust and that rapport and that connection with the listener to the point where they feel comfortable enough to reach out and say, can we work together one-on-one, -on -one? which as far as I'm concerned is one of the greatest compliments I could ever be paid. Even if we decide not to work together, the fact that someone takes the time to reach out and inquire is so humbling. And, and I always view it as a compliment. It really means a lot to me. I love it. So in thinking of it that way, these people who have reached out to you to hire you one-on-one, -on -one, they're joining your community. Do you have a clear understanding of whether or not your podcast listeners are finding you for the very first time through the podcast, or are they already in your space and your audience somewhere, do you think? That is the million-dollar question, isn't it? <laughs> and it's, it's right. kind of like the chicken and the egg, which came first. When I first got the show up and running... This was definitely my audience consisted of people who were already aware of me and of my work. So either they were already in my free Facebook group or they were already in the membership. So they were my they were my initial listeners. They were how I got started. Then as the show started to pick up steam, I think those initial listeners were then sharing it with people and referring people to the show. So then I started getting new listeners and then when they would come join the Facebook group, you know, they would let me know I found out about you because of the podcast, or maybe I Googled a topic and your podcast episode came up. So that's kind of how I see the evolution of the show is that when it first started, I was speaking to an established audience. And as it's grown, I've been able to welcome new people in. 
I love it. And you might not be able to answer this question if you didn't pay attention to it as it was happening, but do you think there was a turning point? Was it three months in, six months in, closer to a year where you started seeing that it was more people coming, like learning about you through the podcast as opposed to people in your existing audience? That's such a great question. I don't know for sure, but my gut is that it was somewhere around the seven or eight month mark because that's also when I noticed that my average downloads per episode went up significantly as well. So it was taking less time for me to hit a certain benchmark when it came to the downloads. So I want to say it took maybe eight months to get to my first 10,000 downloads and then another four months to get to the next 10,000 downloads. So for me, that eight month mark, there was something about it, but that's really where the podcast kind of hit its stride and where I feel like I've been able to bring new listeners into the community. I love it. And I love that you think about your downloads in terms of those benchmarks, because as you know, as anyone who works with me knows, anyone who listens to this podcast knows, I try to hammer home to not focus specifically on download numbers, but more of those kind of overarching trends. Mm -hmm. So what you just said there is exactly what's good to pay attention to with downloads. So like for my own podcast, it took me uh, with my first show, my very first podcast, it took me, I want to say like a year to get my first like 25,000 downloads and then six months to get my next 25,000. Mm -hmm. So like clearly my growth had, you know, scaled quite a bit. I mean, cause I got it in half the time. And so that's how I really like for people to evaluate their downloads. So I love that you are doing that. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. I think, I think the value is in knowing the rates. So for me, it's not about do I have a million listeners or do I have 10? It's about, am I growing? And can I point to data that suggests that I'm growing and I'm trending in the right direction? And I would much rather have 10 devoted listeners than a million listeners that aren't engaged and aren't really a part of the community. Absolutely. For sure. So one final question here, you have been podcasting with this particular podcast, um, and then you had one prior if you could go back and do it all over again, if there was one thing that you could do differently, something that it just took you a long time to kind of grasp or support that it took you a while to hire, anything that you could do differently in relaunching your show, what would it be? Yeah. Ooh, such a good question. So I don't regret any of the decisions I made or the path that I took. I don't think the Coach with Clarity podcast would be the show that it is had I not gone through everything, including Work Your Inner Wisdom. But with Work Your Inner Wisdom, and I, I've talked about this on my own show, I really was hiding within that podcast. I was not at a point where I felt comfortable, you know, planting my flag and declaring myself as a coaching expert, as someone who understands this process very well and can teach others how to do it. I was nowhere near ready to make that bold of a claim. And yet I wanted to put myself out there. So I chose a topic and a style that felt safe, but it wasn't fully representing my expertise, my vision for my business. And so as a result, I wasn't attracting the people I most wanted to work with. So in hindsight, I wish I had been a little more courageous and had really stepped into my role and my expertise and allowed that to lead my show. Again, everything unfolded as it needed to, and I have no regrets. Right. But at the same time, I really wish I had trusted myself more and been bold and put myself out there earlier. Well, I think that you are doing a fantastic job of that now. 
I think you have such a commanding yet approachable style when it comes to how you deliver your content and how you do these coaching calls. It's very, very clear that not only do you care about the people you work with, but you really know your stuff. I mean, absolutely, for sure. Any coach listening to this podcast should definitely go check out Coach with Clarity because I promise you there will not be just a few things that you learn. There will be a lot. Lee, you take such an in-depth but unique approach to things, I think, because you really break things down in a way that I think a lot of like business coaches don't really understand. Um, they don't quite get that it's a little bit nuanced when you're working specifically with coaches. They tend to go kind of the general entrepreneurship route. But you really do deep dive into this because you know it in and out. You are a coach. You you live this and you have a way of delivering this content that I think is really powerful for your listeners. Brittany, thank you so much. That means the world to me, especially as someone who is in this industry. You work with coaches. You hear what coaches are creating. And right. so that compliment, <laughs> wow, I'm holding that in my heart. Thank you so much. Well, Lee, thank you so much for coming on the show. It is always a pleasure getting to talk to you. And I cannot wait to see where the podcast is when you reach here too. Thank you so much, Brittany. I'm so grateful to be on your show and so grateful to work with you on mine. And that wraps up this episode of Podcasting for Coaches with Lee Shay McDonough. I hope that you really enjoyed this interview and that it gave you some very useful insights into how to use the strategy of coaching calls on your own podcast. If you're listening to this, chances are pretty good that you're a coach yourself. So I highly, highly recommend that you do check out Lee's podcast. Now, I'll admit I might be a little bit biased since I did help her launch the show and do help her put it out every single week, but it honestly really, really, truly is a fantastic show for those of you who have a coaching business and might need a little bit of guidance from time to time. To find the link to Lee's podcast, as well as everything else mentioned in this episode, and for how you can get in touch with Lee, just go to podcastingforcoaches.com, click on the podcast tab in the main menu, and go to episode number 104. That is going to wrap up this episode. I do want to let you know that next week's episode is actually going to be released on my birthday and in keeping with the tradition that I have set so far every year in this podcast. I'm going to be doing another AMA style episode. If you don't know, AMA means ask me anything, and that's literally what you can do. I'm probably going to be recording this episode next Thursday so that I have some time to gather some questions. If you have any questions that you have ever wanted to ask a podcast expert, any questions about launching or monetizing or growing or different strategies or even just how to record anything related to podcasting, feel free to either send it to me in a DM on Instagram. I'm at podcasting for coaches, or you can go to my website and there is a contact form right there in the main menu. And again, that's podcastingforcoaches.com. Now, I do also want to let you know that in these AMA style episodes, I don't limit it to just podcasting questions. If you have questions about my business, if you're curious what tools I use, what processes I have in place, the editing software that I personally use, how I structure my business offerings, literally anything. I'm open to answering those questions as well. And I will also answer any questions about my personal life. If there's anything that you've been curious on that end, like maybe how I get away with traveling for months at a time during non-pandemic times, even though I have a husband who stays behind 
And I have had some people who have been interested in my hobby of being an actual ghost hunter with a local paranormal research team. So again, any questions that you have for me whatsoever, just submit those on Instagram at podcasting for coaches or go to podcastingforcoaches.com and use the contact form. All right, that wraps up this episode and I will see you back here next week where I will be answering your questions. Have a fantastic week. And that wraps up another episode of Podcasting for Coaches. If you'd like to connect with me further, you can do so on Instagram at Podcasting for Coaches. If you know it's time to finally get serious about starting your podcast, go to podcastingforcoaches.com and click on the Work With Me tab in the main menu to learn more about my one-on-one launch consultation packages or my self-paced online course. And I look forward to seeing the podcast that you create and put out into the world.